At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network we welcome you back in. It's our final hour of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Sunday afternoon from Las Vegas, Circus Sportsbook Studios, right off Fremont Street, downtown, with Jeff Parles. Who is that, Jeff Parles? You can follow him on Twitter, by the way. I'm Ben Wilson, Elliot Bauman, our producer behind the glass, and we've got some interesting developments here, Jeff, in Major League Baseball. In what is going to be about a 40-minute bottom of the first, I might be exaggerating a little bit, uh, Spencer Strider gets out of a huge jam. This is really the game of the day. Strider and the Braves, DeGrom and the Mets. It's nothing, nothing, Jeff, on the, the score line through one, but that does not really tell the story. But it was a very bizarre bottom of the first. Yeah, again, DeGrom went out through 11 pitches, struck out uh, struck out two, got Swanson to fly out, just dominant. Strider nearly throws 30 pitches, get out, gets out of it with nothing. But the big play of the inning is we were trying to figure out what was going on because we had no volume. We have no volume in here. It's hard to, especially when there's a replay Review right. in football, especially now in baseball, now that the umpires actually uh, speak to us, there was a there 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 was a a, a weak ground ball to second. Uh, Andreans is playing second today instead of Arcia for Atlanta uh, with a runner at first. Uh, goes to tag Brandon Nimmo, tags him with the glove, but the ball is in his bare hand. Throws the first. Marte beat the throw. Um, the Mets end up challenging, and. The ruling was that they got the call wrong on the field, but because Nimmo never actually made it to second because the second base umpire, Jeff Nelson, called him out on the field incorrectly, it's the judgment of the umpires in New York, in the replay review center in Manhattan making the judgment, and they ruled because Olsen threw quickly to second after Marte the play at first that Nimmo would never reach second. And would have been out anyway, Jeez. which I don't know how you possibly with with Nimmo's with Nimmo's speed, I don't know how you could possibly rule that. So very strange ruling, and I think that's part of the reason why Buck didn't get thrown out by Jeff Nelson because you're not supposed to argue replay reviews. But Buck went at, we, we, we basically screaming at Jeff Nelson for a whole two minutes. After that replay review, I can't. I can't uh, so, but Strider gets out of it, and and you're you're pretty fortunate. The one thing, though, again, this has happened the last time Strider pitched against the Mets last month, where Strider was very inefficient, even though he didn't give up a lot of didn't give up he didn't give up one run in that game. Very inefficient to get through. Only went uh, 40, four and two thirds in yeah. his his only other start against the Mets, where 
I mean, he. Yeah, Braves like, ended up winning that game, I yeah. believe, because that was the game Peterson gave up the homer. He struck out eight, but walked three, gave up five hits in four and two thirds, was in and out of trouble basically the entirety of the day. So I don't know if that's a spot where you'd say, you know, like an in-game first five, almost, like just because I don't know how much, like the books are really not going to factor in pitch counts. They really don't, especially if you're looking at something like first five, which is essentially a bet on the starting pitchers here, Jeff. I don't know if that intrigues you at all. That I mean, the issue is you know, the Mets were, if you look at how this game you know, closed in general here, Mets were already about a $1.40 to $1.50 favorite. So you're still going to be laying a price since it's nothing, nothing. And since you're going here into the top of the second, but that would be the one angle I guess I would look at here. I'm already invested first five under three and a half. So I wouldn't, but that is one of those things we probably don't talk about enough here with in-game baseball betting where pitch counts generally get completely overlooked by the algorithms because it's all based on score and game position and runners on base and outs. And it has nothing to do with the actual pitcher who's on the mound, even though I would say a 20-pitch differential in first-inning pitch counts is pretty significant when you're looking at a first five. Well, remember also, DeGrom's probably, again, this is why first five, it matters. I'll I'll agree with you there. Full game, maybe not, because DeGrom's probably... Yeah, it would only be a first five. Oh, boy. (laughs) C.B. Buckner just gave DeGrom a pitch that was probably a foot inside as well. Uh, Also, Ben, other other scores real quick. Uh, The Cardinals and the Yankees, uh, that that game is way over the total, by the way. Also, that Cardinal bad beat on the first five. Well, they got it back. They got anyway, it. They got it done. On apparently a very fortunate, uh, no, fortunate it was, call no, at home plate. No, it was uh, it was the RBI double by DeYoung first. So they'd already gotten they, they'd up already seven gotten six. It. Okay. And then Edmund had lined the base hit to center that DeYoung was live, pretty clearly safe at the plate. And Ed Hickox, oh, okay. who's having just <laughs> an unfathomably pathetic day behind the plate, um, called him out. Thankfully, replay got that call right in about five seconds. Uh, but uh, no, they, the Cardinals are still rallying here. The Yankees are on their second pitcher of the inning. Liza is in. Uh, and and uh, he just walked Donovan. Oh, that's good. You walk Brandon Donovan to load him up, and now you got Goldschmidt coming up with him loaded um, here in an 8-6 game. I said earlier, like this, the, in sort of only half joking, 16.5 was a live total. That kind of intrigued me. <laughs> We're at 18.5 right now, juiced under. It is an 8-6 game, bottom of the fifth, bases loaded and two outs. Yeah, Cardinals are minus 450 on the live line there at BetMGM, plus 290 coming I, back. I, I, St. Louis with a chance to sweep the Yankees. And they could put, I mean, they could put this game, I wouldn't say out of reach. It's only the fifth inning, but they could put a very, very big game. Make dent. it very difficult for the Yankees. Yeah. And, more, and more importantly Eight, for St. Games. Louis, Ben, uh, uh, as we discussed before, because the Brewers, uh, this has just been as bad of a week as you possibly could have drawn up for Milwaukee in a week that on paper looked like, okay, this is a week where you might actually be able to extend your division lead. Six games against Pittsburgh and Cincinnati get swept in Pittsburgh where the Pirates have been were awful going into that series. Walked them off ju- twice. And just lost two out of three to Baltimore. And now Cincinnati with a with a double in the eighth inning taking a 2-1 lead. Uh, it is uh, Colton Wong up, though, uh, with a man on and two out. Uh, Cincinnati 2-1. to one. Uh, Brew Crew, if you think they're going to make the comeback, plus two twenty-five mm. live at BetMGM. Yeah, it's been a been a brutal, brutal week. Brutal week. You've yeah, so you lose uh, so far. They've at this point lost four or five in that in that six-game stretch. This is the rubber game of the three-game series, and it was a Donovan Solano RBI double off of Taylor Rogers, who they were hoping yeah. they'd bring in. This, this was Rogers' debut today, so the hope of well, maybe some change of scenery there could help Rogers. They already sent down to Nelson Lamette, so that was clearly not a 
That oh, was, didn't they DFA him? Yeah, well, they, yes, DFA'd him. And Did anyone claim him? I don't think so. Wow, that, what a fall for I have that to, guy. I have to look up on, on Lamette. I don't think anybody claimed him, though. And now you, you get into a point where if you're Milwaukee, so for, you know, for, that, for that deal, uh, you're, you're essentially in a point. Oh, and it was uh, the Rockies did claim him today. You so know what? Colorado if you're Colorado, go for the reclamation it, but, project for a guy that we yeah. know has good stuff, even though he's uh, been lost now for the better portion of two years. So the, the initial rumor was that nobody was going to claim Lamette. Brewers DFA'd him, and then Colorado's like, all right, we'll put our hat in the ring. Colorado only acquiring talent, not getting rid of it. <laughs> Colorado made zero moves at the no deadline. Trades. And they're like, yeah, we'll pick up the Nelson Lamette. Yeah, he, we're going to extend Daniel Bard at 37. He, Lamette was good, you know, three years ago. <laughs> One of my worst uh, fantasy keeper selections of all time. Yeah, was, uh, going, into, going into 2020. Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. Uh, at, Colton Wong is retired, so we go to the ninth inning there. Reds 2, Brewers 1 to the ninth. But, yeah, the, the Taylor Rogers, his debut not going well. The two other pitchers, too, the, the Brewers picked up. Uh, Matt Bush and they picked up Jake McGee and both were Matt Bush pitched were, a shutout inning here. Were, uh, were well, well Matt Bush's first outing had a walk off wild pitch against Pittsburgh. Yeah, what's wrong so, with that? So I mean, I'm just saying it's not been a banner return so no, far, Jeff, on the on the I, I guess quote unquote investments for the Brewers there uh, at the trade uh, deadline. So also, that's a big development uh, in the NL Central. Also been in that game in St. Louis. Uh, so bases loaded. They go the Yankees go to Lou Trevino in the fifth. I actually don't hate that. No, this, no, this is the game right no, here. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think this is the right move here to bring in probably your second best reliever currently on the roster, maybe even your best with the way Holmes has imploded over the last 10 days. You know who could have helped the Yankees right here? Ron Marinaccio, all right? <laughs> He's in AAA, though. They sent him down. What Yankees, what are you doing? This guy's awesome. No, but uh, you yes, know, am, it's, I, am I biased because I said yeah, five feet behind biased. his parents last week? I'm kind of, I'm a little surprised actually. We haven't seen Scott Efros here actually in this spot, but, but look, the Yankees are the Yankees. This is a really bad look for the Yankees going to St. Louis and really getting outplayed this whole series, especially when you mix in that Jordan Montgomery was the starting yeah. pitcher in a one nothing loss yesterday. But again, the Yankees, uh, we 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 talked about we talked about it at the beginning of the show. For a team as good as their record is and as good as that team was for the first two months, there are a considerable amount of holes for a team that's 32 games over 500. And they have shown us over the last two weeks now, Ben, why even though they still are the American League favorites, you're really going to bet them in a series against Houston? You're really going to do that? And no way for me. Not a good start either for Frankie Montas. If you're just joining us, six earned in three innings in his Yankee debut today. And now Lou Trevino, the other Oakland A, just added uh, his first batter. It's Paul Goldschmidt with the bases loaded, down 8-6, two outs, and a 3-1. Counts. Oh, I think- All right, we're going to get a 3-2. That'll at least be at least- Merry-go-round, let's go. Merry-go-round, uh, let's go. As far as some other rapid-fire quick scores we have here, Mariners have made it 5-0 on the Angels' bottom three. So th- talk about a series you expected more out of, the An- out of the Mariners, and they lose the first two of three in a four-game set there to the Angels. So they're at least trying to salvage a four-game split, which – at this point, Jeff, against anybody with angels on the jersey, that's not exactly a, you know, a, a, a real accomplishment, if you're being honest, if you, if you look at uh, Seattle. But they're at least up 5 nothing early there. And we go to the ninth in Minnesota, 2-1 Toronto, as the Blue Jays try to also salvage a split of a four-game set there against the Twins. So two teams, Twins trying to hold off Cleveland atop the AL Central. Blue Jays looking to get a little more space atop that AL wildcard race. And th- those two teams uh, are battling right now. 2-1 Blue Jays there to the top of the ninth. 
And uh, meanwhile, Jacob DeGrom continues to look very, very good. And that's six up, six down there for, uh, for DeGrom to start. Yeah, there. very, very hard hit ball by Grossman, but right into the shift uh, on, uh, on that play. Uh, Lindor makes you start nice the play. bottom of the second. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Yeah. I like how we're getting every time we we're look getting, up, we're getting shots a, of Jeff Nelson still. So <laughs> the umpires, this is great. Uh, and Lou Trevino walks Paul Goldschmidt to uh, with the bases loaded. So nine six St. Louis. What did I say, Jeff? Over sixteen and a half. Over eighteen well, and a half. Arenado with a chance it's to Nolan completely end, end things and have a nice seven RBI day. Speaking of lots of runs, uh, final in Kansas City. Orioles. Or, sorry, Royals. Royales. Royals 13, Red Sox 5. Royals with 3 of 4 from Boston. Oh, that's not a good look for the Red wow. Sox. That thing, of course, <laughs> goes way, way over. We go back to the NFL. Welcome in Tom Cunningham from Vegas Insider when we return here on Betting Across America. Seventy percent humidity. We yeah, might one, have of, some, one of those days. One of those days. We might have some more runs. It's like these are the stretches where the weather can actually somewhat be your friend if you kind of like the At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pitching matchup as well, or like the the fate of both pitchers in some of the... Some of these Midwestern cities, at least that, that's where we're at right now. Uh, we'll keep you posted on the rest of the MLB. We'll get another a round of updates in before we go off the air here in about 45 minutes. But right now, I want to go back to the National Football League. Welcome in Tom Cunningham, who uh, covers all things, all sports, especially the NFL there uh, for Vegas Insiders. We welcome him in. Give him a follow, underscore TJKC, underscore on Twitter. Uh, Tom, a very busy stretch right now as we're gearing up here for the start of NFL season. We just saw the Raiders and Jags in the Hall of Fame game there. We were making all the jokes like, all right, buy your Raiders Super Bowl tickets now. They look so good in the Hall of Fame game. But I have to imagine there are some other things you're looking at with the Raiders that uh, you are certainly bullish on uh, heading into this 2022 campaign. Well, I just look at their futures value uh, across the board, and I like it. Um, for the price that a lot of books are giving me on the Raiders in multiple futures markets, I would consider taking a chance on them. Now, I know the division uh, at plus 650. There you go, right there. Um, now, that's obviously a long stretch, but I don't think they're the worst team in the division. So I'll take that price. I think, obviously, the Chiefs are the big you know, bad wolf in that division that stand in their way. But I don't trust the Chargers. Uh, I have huge issues with conviction in Brandon Staley. He coaches games like I play video games of Madden. Uh, fourth and 20 from his own 15, he'll go for it. So I don't have a ton of confidence in them. And then Denver, I just don't think has the firepower. Although I do like Denver, um, I just don't think they have the firepower to get through the division. 
So for plus 650, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Raiders. That offense on paper is going to be tough to stop. And I do say on paper because uh, track records for Green Bay receivers that leave Green Bay haven't been great. Javon Walker, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. So I would like to say Devontae Adams will be fine there in Vegas uh, with Waller and Renfro and Jacobs. That's just a lot for a defense to cover. So on paper, they should be a pretty explosive offense, which then leads me to Derek Carr's MVP odds at uh, 28 to 1 is sort of the longest odds I'm seeing for him there. And I don't think he really has an excuse this year to not be in the MVP talk at the end of the year, just based off what they have on paper. Now, the defense for Vegas is, you know, they're quite rubbish to say the least, but I do think the offense on paper should be one of the most prolific in the NFL this year. Uh, Obviously, things come down to like injuries with Jacobs and Waller, but uh, assuming health is not going to play a factor, I think it's worth a shot to consider the Raiders in those two markets and then possibly coach of the year. I don't love the 18 to one with McDaniels, Mm -hmm. but um, if, you know, if I'm this high on the Raiders for multiple markets, why not test that one too at 18 to one? So there's three markets I'm looking at, but particularly MVP for Carr and then uh, the division for the Raiders. But that's, that's a huge long shot, obviously, because the Chiefs are the team to beat still. Tom, what are, what are your thoughts on Kansas City then? If, uh, if again, I, I'm with you on being bullish on the Raiders. Uh, with Kansas City looking like, all right, they're still going to be good, but this is a whole different look for them going into this year. I think they'll be fine. I think a lot of people are hitting the panic button on them just because they lost Tyreek Hill. And I love Tyreek Hill. He's a great player. But I don't think he's the make or break of that team's success over these years. I think we've kind of taken for granted how good Patrick Mahomes is. This is, what, his fourth or fifth year he'll be starting. And he's been to, is it three semifinals already? Three AFC championship games? So I just look at the Chiefs as the obvious team to beat. I think they'll be fine, quite frankly. Um, they might, it, it might be ugly getting there to the playoffs this year, but they should be a playoff team, easy playoff team. And, um, look, as much as I love the Raiders at plus 650, you know, this is just a strictly value bet. I just don't think they're the worst team in the division. Uh, so if you want to take the Chiefs for plus value to win the division, I, I do think that's also a steal. Again, Tom Cunningham joining us right now on betting across America. And it is, all, you know, it's funny. We go through the whole cycle here, Tom, and it's all about, all right, teams you, you like, you have futures on, you have overs on. What about teams you're looking to fade this year that, and again, the whole discussion always comes back to, you know, those teams that will go to the playoffs one year, fall off the next year. There's so much turnover in the National Football League. Either A, any teams who were playoffs last year that you're not buying repeating that this year, or just teams in general you're, you're not all that high on here as we get ready for the regular season. I think the obvious one, the elephant in the room is the Cleveland Browns. I saw their win total come out at nine and a half. There's no telling how long the suspension is going to last for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I know they wanted six games. It could go longer than that. Uh, and if Jacoby Brissett's going to be starting for them past six games, that under at nine and a half looks very juicy. So I would, and I saw the playoff props for Cleveland. It was minus 140 last I saw to miss the playoffs. That's not terrible value either. It's minus, you know, it's minus value, but it's cheap minus value. So I would stay away from the Cleveland Browns strictly because you really don't know what the ruling is. The final verdict is going to be on Deshaun Watson. And I've been in Miami now for about a year and a half, and I saw what Brissett brings to the table. So I'm very worried if I'm a Cleveland Browns better or a Cleveland Browns fan uh, heading into this season, just because you have no idea what the NFL is going to want to do with the Watson ruling. Tom, just uh, going over to the AFC South real quick, because this feels like, Everyone is kind of crowned Indianapolis 
before this season because Tennessee looks much worse and then the other two teams aren't ready to compete yet. Are you in that camp of crowning Indy this early or are you giving Tennessee or maybe even Jacksonville as a long shot at an opportunity there in the AFC South? I don't think I'm going to give Jacksonville much of a shot. Seven games, eight games, maybe. Um, I like Peterson. I think he'll build something in Jacksonville. I think Tennessee is really the only contender outside of Indy. Uh, the improvement Davis Mills, this is going to sound crazy, but I liked Davis Mills' improvement over last year uh, from what he came into as, I think it was a week four starter to the end of the year. So a lot of improvement uh, with him, but I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying Houston's going to be a threat. It is Indy or Tennessee. And as someone who has been watching a lot of Falcons game personally, I had season tickets, uh, watched Matt Ryan up in close for years now. I like how they've, how they've made up that team and that roster. Uh, I would be fine in taking the Colts to win the division. I think Tennessee is their, their obviously their big challenge there. But A.J. Brown is gone, and I think he was very prolific as a wide receiver. Went up and got a lot of balls at its highest point. Great deep threat, tough runner, too. Uh, has shades of Trell Owens and that strength, yards after catch. So I personally think they're going to miss A.J. Brown a lot more than they probably think they will. So I'll take the Colts. I love the offense. Taylor's somewhat underrated still, even though he's a player of the year contender um, entering this year and was at the end of last year. And then you've got Michael Pittman Jr., who uh, reminds me a little of Michael Jenkins when Matt Ryan started in Atlanta. So I do like Indy's offense, and I'm fine with taking them. And then I think a lot of people forget about how good that defense is with Darius Leonard running around. So I'll take the Colts. We're seeing the Colts about a dollar twenty favorite there to win the AFC South. You mentioned Tom before we let you go. You are there now in Miami. What do you make of a team that has a new for, a new coach there in Mike McDaniel and a quarterback with a lot to prove in Tua Tagovailoa? You know, I don't hate Tua. I really liked him coming out of Alabama. Uh, I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot put on him. But the standout for me was in Tennessee last year with the rain in a must-win game, and he looked awful. He looked dreadful. It was tough to watch, and so I think this is really a make-or-break year for Tua. Um, I think that's a pretty obvious statement, however. So we'll see what happens. I honestly think Raheem Mostart at 50-1 to win, fifty to one to win Comeback Player of the Year is not a terrible bet. Uh, there's a ton of value there, and if he can win that starting job over Chase Edmonds, um, I could see a ton of long-yard touchdowns for that man, which he did in San Francisco a lot. It obviously comes down to injuries with him. Uh, and then, of course, the splitting time with uh, Chase Edmonds. But I like Buffalo still to win that division. I think Miami will be competitive, but this is all about Tua to me. And if he can't get it done with Jacecki, Waddle, uh, Hill, and now Edmonds and Mostert back there with a pretty dynamic two-headed punch in the backfield, a lot better than Miles Gaskin, in my opinion. I'm not sure where he goes from here. So to me, this is make or break for two or more than anything with the Dolphins. Fascinating season upcoming there in South Beach. Tom Cunningham, so kind to give us some time here from Vegas Insider. Catch his work yeah. as well on Twitter, underscore TJKC, underscore on Twitter. Tom, really appreciate you jumping on here, especially on a weekend. Uh, thanks so much for the insights, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, being well, Jeff. Jeff and I just both watching out of the corner of our eyes. Jacob uh, the, DeGrom, the, the Grom, unbelievable. The, the Grom, six strikeouts, nine up, nine down, 32 pitches. Not not bad, oh. Ben. Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> not, not nothing, nothing to the bottom of the third. All this is steamrolling um, towards DeGrom getting a no decision because the Mets don't score. Kind of why I bet the first five <laughs> under. Kind of why I bet the first five. I mean, in a nutshell, I gave some more statistical analysis. But in reality, yes, it's good DeGrom, 
Mets can't give him any runs. Also, by the way, the Yankees have the bases loaded again. And it's 9-7. The now. run already in. Marwin Gonzalez is still in for some reason. Marwin Gonzalez up again. Yeah, why is Stratton still pitching? I don't know. We'll update you so on that. Stratton when we return, betting across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discount at $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Our final half hour here on Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson alongside Jeff Parles. Oh boy, Jeff, we've got some uh, interesting chaos going on down the stretch here. Twins tie the game in the bottom of the ninth against the Royals. And so do the Brewers. So do the Brewers. Keston Hira, solo shot off of Hunter Strickland for Cincinnati. Hira, I was just about to tell you off the air. It's like, okay, it's either going to be a strikeout or a ball hit really, really long. Keston Hira, solo homer, trying to save the Brewers' season or at least give them a spark. 2-2 game there with nobody out bottom of the ninth. In the meantime, it was Luis Arise, RBI base hit off Jordan Romano, the Blue Jay closer. So that game is 2-2, and I believe Romano just got out of it, Jeff. So we're going extras there at Target Field in Minneapolis. So two games with big, big implications if you're talking divisional markets, wild card markets, uh, really everything. So that's the case right now in in, uh, in both Minnesota and in Wisconsin. Meanwhile, it's now 9-8 in St. Louis. It's Chris Stratton is finally out of the game for the Cardinals, and uh, the Yankees get two more in this inning. <laughs> Runners on the corners, two outs top of the sixth. I really regret not playing that in-game over 16 and a half, yeah, Jeff, even though that routine. sounded crazy. Uh, we're at 17 now, and Jordan Hicks is on here in the top of the sixth, top of the order up for DJ LeMahieu. Uh, by the way, one of our friends, who uh, uh, Brandon Kiley, who's a radio yes. host at 101 ESPN in St. Louis, legitimately just texted me. I don't know how much of this series you've seen, but it's some of the strangest baseball that I've watched in a long time. Every time we look up to that St. Louis game, it feels like something uh, either idiotic from Ed Hickox, the home plate umpire, has happened, or something. Either team has the bases loaded. That's how you get 17 runs and not oh, even five and a half yeah. innings. Look, and there have been some ginormous in-game numbers on on the Yankees. Uh, in-game total now 20 and a half, juiced over. I'm seeing, I'm seeing plus 105 right now. Our, uh, you, see, uh, you see on our screen at BetMGM, plus 100. So it might, uh, might differentiate a little bit the, uh, the, the juice based on the the book or the jurisdiction you're looking at, but either way, it, this is a game that has uh, has a little bit of a little bit of everything to offer. Meanwhile, the Mets are going to be threatening here in the bottom of the third. Francisco Lindor, a little bloop single down the left field line. So runners on the corners, one out, and Spencer Strider and even 60 though, pitches yeah, and two and a third, nothing, nothing game. But he's had to battle the whole time. Yeah, they, well, um, look, Strider, Strider in a similar situation in the first struck out Alonzo, struck out Vogel back back to back. He's going to have to do it again here with runners at the corners, uh, where again Nimmo had a Graded bat in the first inning, single, and then the weird play with the umpires butchering the call and then being unable to correct it because of a judgment Jeez. call. Uh, Lindor had a hit, has two hits now in this game as well, uh, but now a big opportunity for Alonzo, who of course, uh, kind of on the uh, kind of on the 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 outskirts of the MVP race right now, 
uh, could easily work his way in with a big last two months. Uh, again, no Gold, doubt. Yeah. Goldschmidt's still the rightful favorite in the NL, but that race is not over. Unlike again, the NL Cy Young and let's face it, unfortunately at this point for people who have Otani tickets like myself, the AL MVP race is more than likely over unless if judge gets hurt, uh, at this rate and the NL Cy Young with Alcantara as well are really the only two races that I would say you could say are pretty decided at this point. I think that's a fair. It's yeah, a fair. Oh, an AL rookie. I mean, I was going to say AL rookie that, year, Julio that one Rodriguez, is Julio Rodriguez. That one's been over for a month and a half. Now. A lot of books now. It's if it's not off the board, it's minus a thousand at, at this point. They're yeah. AL uh, rookie of the year. As far as the game still to come tonight, Jeff, want to get your thoughts before we head off the air because it's Sunday night baseball. Dodgers mm-hmm. trying to sweep the Padres. They're in LA. You Darvish goes for San Diego. Tyler Anderson who I would argue has had a more impressive season than Tony Gonsolin, even though Gonsolin was, I don't argue was, the, was the all-star. The regression numbers have just been, it's been blinking, flashing red lights all season on Gonsolin, whereas Anderson's pretty much pitched to his baseline numbers with a, with, an ERA, or with a record that's been absolutely spectacular, only one loss on the ledger so far this year. Uh, so seeing it bet MGM, Dodgers and Anderson up to $1.40. This is a, a spot where they're as high as $1.45 in the market, total of either 8.5 juiced over, or nines juiced under here on Sunday Night Baseball. And for Jeff, for the Padres, who we talked so much about, the odds shortening, basically cut in half, even more so in some books. After the Juan Soto trade, you come out and you've looked, with the exception of beating up on a bad Rockies team at home, look pretty sluggish in these first two games yeah, there against yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah, look, uh, it, this is, I think this kind of feels like the Dodgers putting the foot down for good, where it's like, all right, you made your, you made your cute little trade for the great player in Soto, doesn't matter. We're still a lot better than you are. And that's kind of what this series has been. Again, this would be a four-game sweep as well, Ben, if, if the Dodgers yes, thank you are, are able to pull me, yeah. this off. So, look, the Dodgers Dodgers very quietly here, Ben, have pushed themselves from being a, a really good to potentially great team to, oh, they're 41 games over 500 here as we sit on, on August the 7th. So, I, I, look, they're, they're really good. And I, I, you can't bet the Padres and Darvish in a big game. can't trust him. He's not trustworthy at all still. So, uh, I would only lay the price with the Dodgers. I don't, I don't buy into, oh, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna play harder because they're trying to avoid the sweep. Okay, so, sure. It's so it's not, that's not logic. It doesn't matter. The I can't, Dodgers I, are better than I them. can't believe, uh, speaking of that, the, the fact that the whole the, like sports betting arc especially is more kind of in the media please side. go ahead the arc of the oh let's just fade the sweeps because sweeps shouldn't happen that doesn't work it's like the dumb is maybe the dumbest rationale of any sport in all of the sports betting it's, media it's, it's, and, and on top of it it's baseball it's, it's baseball it's baseball it's so like <laughs> it's literally it is it there's no there's no basis in meeting in, in any any which way I'm not as I'm not going to be as hard on, as you are on Darvish. I I still think the he's guy pitched well. Really he's, he's pitched well this year. Three thirty ERA, three twenty seven yeah. on the fielding, independent pitching. Look, strikeouts way down for him. That's the one thing you look at. First time in his career. How crazy is that? First time in his career, he's under ten strikeouts per nine. He's, but he's look, he had a very good career, Ben. He, he has uh, and hard hit percentages. Look, I mean, he's he's twenty seven point one percent on the hard hit percentage, which there's only about twenty to. To 30 guys who are below 30%. So he is among the elite guys at avoiding hard contact. And that's why he's been able to get away with a sub 10 strikeout per nine. But I'm in a position where, and we've had, we had this conversation earlier in the week with the Dodgers in San Francisco, where you had a whole lot of lines where it was like, 
man, Dodgers seem pretty short tonight. They're you know they're a dollar forty five to dollar fifty, and you feel like I I feel like it's uh, you know I feel like somebody knows something if I if I only have to lay that short of a price. I mean the reality is it doesn't matter the pitching matchup for the Dodgers. They they have the potent lineup to beat anybody right now. And you can make a case where like if you're just if you're only auto betting the Dodgers when they're sub like let's say one sixty Jeff just to set a ledger there and a, a cutoff line. I'd have to imagine your, your profit, because they're about even on the profit this year because of how big of favorites they normally are, especially against bad teams. But you, you could have a pretty amazing profit if you're just betting them in these kind of pick them to short favorite type roles like we get tonight, where the ROI still is, is well up on the season. But I would, I would venture to guess, Jeff, it would be even, even higher if you just took out the massive series well, where well, they are two and a half to three dollars. Well, you, again, you did, you, they're plus with winning one game and six tries against the Pirates this year when they were yeah. among his favorites, and they lost the series to Washington. So, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, take, they're they're, really, like they're very out. good yeah. when they're not just ridiculously huge favorites. Oh, look at that. Off the bag, that's going to score at least one for the Mets. Send them, Cora. Uh, it's going to be a pair. Two nothing. Wow. Pete Alonso, a two-run double. There you go. Wow. I'm now you're to, now you're sweating to, your three and a half. To, I'm gonna have to. Sweat. <laughs> Jeez. We've already. I mean, look. To be fair, Mets should probably have at least have a run. Probably one, here. if yeah. not two. I, that was a not a routine double play ball, but fortuitous. But fortuitous. Pretty, that pretty hit lucky the bag. break. Yeah. Ground ball from Pete Alonso down the third base line hits the bag. <laughs> it goes into into left field. Two nothing Mets there uh, into the bottom of the third and the uh, we like I said in in uh, Minnesota we go to extra innings. Caleb Thielbar gets gets out of wow. out of the out of the inning. Kevin Biggio the classic uh, the the fly into double play. That's because they tried to send Whit Merrifield home tagging up from third. Gunned down at the plate wow. by Tim Beckham of all people. So he guns him down at at home plate. So we're going to the bottom of the tenth. Two two there between Toronto and Minnesota. Reds and Brewers there to the top of the tenth even at two apiece. And then quickly, Jeff, in the golf, this thing is just all, all but over. Tom Kim, 20 under par as he goes to the 18th hole, currently a four-shot lead on John Huh, and they've taken all the betting odds off the board. So it looks like it's going to be PGA Tour win number one for Ju Young, Tom Kim. Congrats to him. He was steamed in the betting 20 markets. 20 years old, right, Ben? Yeah, thir- and from 30 to 35 to one or so. Kim had a ton of love this week. I was on him, just not for future. So that that's a tiny bit of a sting there, Jeff. When you have a first-round leader in top 20. But, hey, look, a win is a win. This guy was unreal. 24 under par, Jeff, his final 71 holes after opening the tournament with a quad. Incredible. What Amazing amazing fortitude to get by because you could just see plenty plenty of people just implode and, all right, well, my tournament's over after one hole. Nope. Goes on a wins going away, no less. The Wyndham Championship there in Greensboro, North Carolina. Again, they still have a hole or two to play, but congrats to uh, Ju Young Kim. We'll recap match day number one of the Premier League when we return our final segment next on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip. 
and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's for your loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we wrap up the show, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Big thanks to our guest today, Sean Zarek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hello samantha praviti and tom cunningham as uh, I might lose my bet right here right now come on you definitely lost it come on it's vogelback vogelback Wow. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Four spot for the Mets in the bottom of the third, and I lose my first five under three and a half. Uh, just like that. Jeez. You're not, you, just you, like that, Jeff. Four spot. Wow. Wow. Vogelbach chugging along that was actually, from first Just base. the sight of Daniel Vogelbach <laughs> scoring at a double. I don't know what happened out there to the field. No, I, Harris misplayed that one up off the wall. By the way, I will say this. Leading up into that, there was a... a, a very bad miss by C.B. Buckner on the pitch. Well, actually, the two previous pitches. He called a fastball that was probably two feet outside a strike, and then Strider oh, ripped off an absolutely here. perfect off-speed pitch right at the knees that he missed. So Strider has to come in 2-1 with a fastball, and then Canna, who has really struggled the last month with a ginormous hit, and there's there's the uh, big fella. The replay, <laughs> the replay of Vogelback. Losing his helmet, didn't even need to slide. Look at him. Uh, Harris played the ball well. He just, Human specimen Daniel Vogelback. He, he played the ball perfectly off the wall. He just turned and didn't have the ball, right. which last time I checked, you kind of need to have the baseball. So, look, does losing a bet, is it not fun, Jeff? No. But is losing a bet while watching Daniel Vogelback <laughs> heftily charge from first plate from first base to home plate a fun exercise even even in even in a losing bet i would say yes I, I, i'm I, fine I, with it okay. i will say this by the way strider is done done oh yeah strider's I, done yeah. two two and a third strider out already four earned responsible for canna at second and again the two starts against the mets strider didn't complete five in either of them and as great as spencer strider has been ben and i'll ask you this and again i could be the victim of small sample size because the the two times I have really watched him have arguably been his two worst starts yeah. of the whole year. But are we sure he should be odds on and Michael Harris shouldn't be tighter on him in the NL rookie of the year race? Because that race should be, it feels like to me, it's it clearly one of those two guys. But it feels like Michael Harris, if you're getting north of four to one, which you can't, which, which, 
you were able to in the middle of this week, isn't that kind of worth that worth a little slice? Because that race feels closer than the the betting markets make it out yeah, to be. I I don't think it's the worst play in the world if you're looking at a futures bet. And it's a guy with a 124 WRC plus hitting 290, like 10 homers, 12 stolen bases, 33 runs driven in for Michael Harris. He has been, of course, outside of the play he just botched in the outfield. He has been a very good uh, plus defender coming in as a center fielder. I just I just wonder where you have some of the like there are just so many numbers with Strider that pop Jeff that. For for the deficiencies we've seen with him and the likelihood that he might not, you know, he might get, no, I wouldn't say shut down, but they'll probably limit his innings here going forward. And we see him get pulled, doesn't even get through three innings today. I just wonder if the numbers from Harris, while I think you could you can make a pretty compelling yeah. case that day to day he has been a, a a more productive, efficient baseball player than Spencer Strider over the, the, course OP, of the year. OPS over eight hundred, yeah. great defense plus arm. He's been great. I, this I year. just I think I think the voters, and again, this is where the handicap of the voters comes in. And right. why I don't like to have tons of positions on these uh, these sorts of markets, but I think the voters look at a guy like Strider who has who strikes out a billion guys per nine innings and and has 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 been the guy getting more of the headlines, and it's probably why you're seeing that market and those numbers a little further apart than they should. Be. And I and look again, handicapping the voters is very hard. We don't know. I mean, look, even in the National League MVP race, where we think Paul Goldschmidt probably should win that award. You never know with some of the voters. Maybe they take what happened with him and Arnado not going to Canada into into effect. I'm not saying anyone will, but you never know with, with voters. So uh, look, I I I really do think with watching and again, the two times I've really sat down and watched Strider's starts pitch per pitch have been arguably his two worst starts. But every time I've watched Michael Harris, I have been yeah very very it. impressed with everything he does. And he's 20 years old, too. We'll be very interested to see where the odds shift after today. This was Spencer Strider's worst start by a pretty, yeah, a pretty and it came, wide and, and, and it came in a spot where, again, DeGrom through three innings has just been absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Through, uh, through three innings, nine up, nine down, six strikeouts, 32 pitches. Strider gets seven outs and 79 pitches. One is Apples not, and oranges one is today. not like the yeah. other in, yeah. in that sense. Last baseball update as well for today. Brewers gave up two in the top of the tenth, largely because of a Mike Brasso three base did you ever, error. Did you ever figure out where the ball went? Did the did the, did the, uh, uh, the highlight was, end up working for you? It was. I was trying to. It was thrown. <laughs> it was thrown somewhere in the region of right field. It allowed Aristides Aquino to get on third with nobody out after the ghost runner started on second. So after that sack fly and the Reds take a four two lead into the bottom of the tenth. Uh, that is where we stand. Right now, uh, they're in uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, Greg Peterson is coming up next, and then we'll have the run line after that where I'll be back with Adam Burke. So we'll recap all the nice. day's baseball action. Big Greg, day for you. Yeah. You know, it's fun. it's a Sunday, Jeff. We're talking all sorts of sports betting. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Greg with our VEASAN uh, football betting guide show coming up right after this. So it'll be great to uh, get Greg's insights here. Uh, talking all things football for the next couple hours, and we'll have more baseball a wrap, but recap, rapid recap is what we usually do to start the show. All, all of the Sunday action, and we're going to get a lot of thoughts from Adam Burke there on the show today. Uh, you and I, Jeff, are are two of the at least few people at the network who we are. We watch the Premier League pretty closely. We have a lot of bets. I have a couple futures bets. I know you've you've made you've dabbled. Uh, you made what one futures bet? Uh, Arsenal. Yeah, I took top Arsenal four? top four. Okay, that was the only thing I ended up taking. Nice. So far, so good. So far, so good. So match day one is complete. Arsenal. They they kick off the campaign. 2 0 win over Crystal Palace on Friday. Look, I would say that like the biggest results, uh, I would say, would be the fact that uh, Fulham, who has been the classic 
teeter-totter, teeter-totter team from the championship to the Premier League, back down to the championship. They've never been able to, to really figure out their infrastructure to stay up, at least since this right. odyssey started for them. They draw with Liverpool. Very impressive draw, no less. 2-2, and they... I mean, they forced a Mo Salah 80th-minute goal just to equalize there. So that was a team that like, they've actually done a lot more this time around than they have in years past. And I'm, I'm definitely higher than some people are on Fulham. I definitely feel like they have enough to stay up, and they, uh, they, they got the first step uh, on that journey out of the way yesterday. I, I think they're going to stay. I, I like them to stay up before the year. It feels like, feels like uh, uh, Nottingham Forest and, and uh, Bournemouth, the other two that came up last year from the championship, I think those two will call, will go back down. And of course, Bournemouth, 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 Bournemouth the yes, biggest Bournemouth, favorites Bournemouth, to be relegated just yes, pounded Aston yes, Villa. Bournemouth, Bournemouth looked awesome, but I'm not going to yeah. overreact to one result. Not Nam Forest. Uh, it took a while for Newcastle to get going, but Newcastle yeah. all that expe- Saudi money expected and, uh, to be better because of said money. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, two 0 win for Newcastle. But but yeah. uh, look, look uh, uh, Fulham v- impressive. Uh, Erling Holland, as we talked about earlier, impressive in his debut. Man City in for Man two City, two goals, there. both both were him. Uh, and, and look, I, I will say this, and it's interesting looking across all of Europe because uh, Bundesliga started this weekend. Liga started this weekend. Uh, uh, La Liga starts this upcoming weekend. Same, same with, deal with uh, uh, Italy, Serie A yeah. in Italy. Uh, that uh, that this scene kind of felt like the off season where Bayern Munich, of course, uh, Lewandowski leaves and. And all right, maybe Bayern misses a beat. Maybe they start slow and they just absolutely obliterate five, Fra- Fra- five uh, nil at halftime. Fra- Frank Frankfurt, <laughs> who's coming off being the yeah. Europa League champion, so it's as as good of a a, a season lead in for Eintracht Frankfurt as they've had. What fifteen years basically, and they yeah. immediately all the good mo- 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 momentum gone in forty five minutes. That was yes. If you were wondering about Bayern Munich, that was very, very <laughs> just quick. fine. Uh, some other the other big results: it's Spurs and Chelsea both looked very good, kind of in separate ways. Chelsea in in defense this weekend. They go on the road. They hold Everton without a goal, one nothing there. They get the clean sheet on the road, and then Spurs go down an early goal to Saints uh, yesterday from Southampton, four one winners there. Yeah, and look, I I remain very partial toward like any Antonio Conte led led team. I am going to be. Very, very high on in general. I didn't make any bets on Tottenham because to me the number was right on them being a, being a top four team this year. But that was a team that looked like they – for them it's all going to be about health and their defense, but that offense is very, very dangerous right now. I looked. They, they to me, because obviously the consensus top four going in and why Arsenal was a plus price was, of course, Man City along with Liverpool 1-2, as, as we know – then Tottenham is consensus number three, and then Chelsea was was number four, yeah. uh, which I have Arsenal ahead of Chelsea for me. I have Chelsea right. going Europa League. I think Tottenham's going to be really good. I, I think the problem for Tottenham, as it is for everyone, is those two top two teams are so yep. much better than everyone else. Oh, we're underway. Match day one of 38 in the books there in the Premier League. This has been a lot of fun for our producer, Elliot Bauman. For Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here from Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.